Welcome everybody to this episode of Sober Stations with Mika Morris. You guys, I'm so excited about today's guest. <laughs> it is my good girlfriend, April Watkins. Hi, April Watkins. It's so good to be here. Seriously, we've been trying and it just didn't work out. But God said today. Today is the today day. Today is the day. So you guys, if you don't follow the April and Tamika show, get to know us. The April and Tamika show on IG, on Facebook, we're mm-hmm. everywhere. But this is my co-host on the April and Tamika show. Huh? But this is not the April and Tamika show. This no. is Soulversations with Amika Morris. And today we are going to have an intimate Soulversation with my girl. Um, we're going to talk all things April today. I love it. Hi, April. Hi. Here's Hi. the thing. I always interview. No one asked me ever one time in three years to be interviewed. So, thank you, Tamika. I feel so honored. Yes. I think they think I'm the only one that can ask the questions. Ask me some questions. And here's the funny part, y'all. We've That's been so crazy. This has been in the works for a long time. <laughs> since before Silver Stations. Like, yes. we've been trying to interview each other. And so, here we are. Here we are. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Ooh, so, I'm let's excited. get to it. Okay. Okay, most people know who you are. April and Tamika show. Um, after I do, she does after I do with her husband, Royal Watkins. Um, can you please tell the, the 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 million viewers who don't know who you are? Can you tell them who you are? Yes, I'll be glad to. So my name is April Watkins. I'm married to Royal Watkins. We have three sons. We live in sunny California, but we're both from the East Coast. I reign from Brooklyn, New York, born and raised. And now I live here with my family. Um, I am a down, if I had to explain myself, I am a Brooklyn girl living in LA trying to find my way. Mm -hmm. And what that means is it's hard to bring a city girl out to the suburbs and not only the suburbs, California, there's a different lifestyle, different cultures, different mannerisms that I had to acclimate to. And it wasn't easy. But here I am, steadfast, raising these children. Now they're grown, and everybody always asks, what is it like to be an empty nester? Well, I can't answer that, because I'm not. <laughs> I'm Stop not. right there. She's not an empty nester, but she's not alone. It's so many children still at home with their parents who have already graduated from colleges and already been in the work field because look let's face it yeah. it's expensive to go out there on your own right now so it really is how does it feel to be an empty nester not yet not, not yet not yet i mean they're grown so that means there are different rules there are different nuances there is so half empty nest or not that kind of yeah. in between makes it i'm yearning for it mm. like i really because i just had a conversation with two of the sons today that that was here and i said i think i'm going to have to remove myself from california <laughs> in order to have a little bit of freedom not saying i don't love them because it's a different relationship now that they're older but i still want to be away from them so mm. they can fend for themselves and not just a tap on the shoulder how do i what do i should i I don't want that. So for them to have to pick up the phone might be a little different. I think they would figure the things out before they call me. But um, I'm really looking forward to the moment that is just Royale and myself, to be honest. And what that looks like is the house by ourselves, playing the music that we want, walking around in my poom poom shorts or whatever <laughs> I want and not having to be, you know, they're not going to judge me, but just like around the corner, here they come and I got to fix myself. I don't to i want to be my panties and bra and it has to be I different be... in a house full of men it is yeah it is because they're looking at me very protective because i'm the mom yeah but they're also a male and they have to understand their father and we're still of age where things are happening just like it's happening to them yeah there's no different we love to kiss and hug hug and have sex that's what is life the about sex y'all are not doing an s word yeah we are having plenty of it okay <laughs> Any chance we get. This brings me to my first question. So how has motherhood inspired your life, Miss April? Motherhood has inspired my life by showing what to do. Like, I I don't only, only put my money. I put my money where my mouth is. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to lead by example. 
Um, with that said, I want them to know and look at me and see me as an entrepreneur, as a mom, as a wife that has no boundaries. Whatever you want to do in life, I, I want to show them that you can do it. So I'm doing it. Hence, I have my own business right now. But I've always been innovative. Whatever it is I want to do, I do. Whether it was selling vitamins I sold at one time, well, it was real estate for a little bit. No matter what it is, I want them to see mom is always doing something. I took myself back to school, became a phlebotomist, did that for two whole years, had a really nice run before Rayel got another job and I had to, you know, put that to a side. But there's nowhere in my plan that I ever thought I would be a phlebotomist. A phlebotomist is the person when you go to the doctor draw that draws your blood. Mm -hmm. It wasn't in my cards. It was money was tight. What could I do to make money? Writer strike had just ended maybe 2008. It was 2009. We were in this weird place. A girlfriend was like, you should become a, CN a CNA. I was like, ooh, I don't want to do that. She was <laughs> like, what about phlebotomy? So I put myself through Kaiser. It was like a six-month program. Long story, I became a phlebotomist. Went out there on my first interview. I promise you, I found something on Monster Builder or something like that. <laughs> I applied. They called me the next day, and I got, I got the job. job. Not only a job, I was the manager. I can't even explain it. They wanted me to go around to their centers and make sure... People were using the right techniques, the right tubes, whatever. And I did that for about a year and a half. Like, again, don't, I have no, no limits. And that's what, being a mom is showing me that I need to show them. I didn't even know what I was doing, but I, that's what I've been doing. And that's how I raised them. You know, no boundaries. So what I'm really hearing, and, and I, I hope my listeners hear, and correct me if I'm okay. wrong, is that as a mother, yes. we wing the sh out of this thing called life. Yes, we do. We, and we make things happen. Yes, you have to. Wow. You have to. I just to. learned something new about you. I never knew I know. you were a phlebotomist. <laughs> I don't even know how to spell it, pronounce it, or anything, but yep. she's the girl who took your blood at the thing, and they sometimes get it wrong, so I'm sure you was getting it right, because you- I got it right. <laughs> So right that sidebar, when I used to take the kids to get their um, checkups at the doctor, Ross used to scream like crazy when the needle came out. So the doctor knew I was licensed. He was like, you want to do it? And Ross let me draw his own blood. Aww. So that was very, like, it came in handy quicker than I thought. I love that. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, my viewers may not know is that you're also, so you have three boys, and yes. your oldest has made you a... Honey, explain what honey is. Okay. <laughs> I am honey because I don't want to be called grandma. Okay. <laughs> I have three beautiful grandchildren. I have one from his previous marriage. He's with um, a young lady named Gabby and we love her. So I have Jeremiah who's 16 and then I have Joey who's eight and Jolie who is six. And at first, I wanted to be called Esma. It's a S is in Sam apostrophe M A because I met this lady in St. Thomas, and her little son was at the airport, and she he kept saying Esma, Esma, and I was like, "Excuse me, what does Esma stand for?" She looked around at me and she said, "Sexy grandma," <laughs> <laughs> and I was hooked. So I was Esma for like six months, okay, and then I changed it to Honey. I was like, I don't know where I got honey from. Um, my girlfriend used Lovey, which I really wanted, and I didn't want to jump on hers. So I had to consciously come home and think of something. And I thought honey was very sweet, you know, and they've acclimated. They call me honey, and it's the sweetest thing ever. So I'm honey, which stands for grandma. So <laughs> grandma, honey, uh -huh. <laughs> how is that part of your journey changed your life how has being a grandma changed your life because they say it changes it really does it's um different than being a mom mm -hmm. um these children pull at my heartstrings in ways i didn't know was possible and you have more time okay so to answer that question you have more time when i was raising my boys Time was of the essence. Was I was exhausted. Mm -hmm. This practice, this school, homework, mm -hmm. being a honey has made me slow down just a little bit. 
because I feel like my boys grew up really, really fast and I didn't get a chance to savor the moments because I was so stressed. Mm -hmm. But now that I have these little nuggets, it feels like, oh my God, I know how fast the time is going to go. So I actually take my time with them. If that makes sense. I'm enjoying every moment. I don't get upset when they spill something or, you know, can you take me to Target? Because in my mind, I already know they're going to be 18 in a second. Mm. And it's given me the peace to say, sure, I'll stop whatever. I'm going to take them. Like we just take them to gelato. We do whatever we want to do with them. And we do it in a slow pace versus the kids. Let's go here. Let's do this. Let's go. Mm. So I'm calmer. And they're, mm. and I hate to say they're getting, they're definitely getting a different side of me. Different version. And a very more soft calm and patient side of me mm. and I love them to death and I know you know this is my legacy so I'm I'm nurturing them and we just got back from vacation and Royale texted me he's like those kids love you everything like they're waiting for my approval they're waiting to show me they can do a cartwheel they're waiting for me everything's honey honey between the two of them I'm like I don't know who to look at when <laughs> you know because it's very important you know, mm -hmm. that I look at them mm -hmm. while they're doing the said thing that they think is going to make me so proud. I'm proud anyway, but they, they just want to show off. Mm -hmm. And I have time. I have time. Yes. I'm not rushing it. I'm not like, go sit down and blah, blah, blah. So grandmother provides you more time. Yes. Space. I love yes. That. Who knew? So tell us about your beauty company. What inspired you to create it? Oh, Lord. You got an hour? No. <laughs> We have a little bit of time okay. on this question. So I have such a background. I used to work at Essence Magazine. Shout I was Essence. the model editor at Essence Magazine. So I have to say that because my girlfriends that worked there, they were in the beauty department, but we all sat together. And we used to get, you can't imagine how many companies, small, big, in between, would send products mm -hmm. for us to test and possibly get into the magazine. And I fell in love then. Mm -hmm. I was like, I may be in charge of all these women or the models, but the beauty part, we had the most fun. Mm -hmm. We had the mo we would get in that closet. It would be from perms to eyelashes to <laughs> mascara. And we used to get bags. They were like, please take it home. So mm -hmm. I used to, all my girlfriends used to love me. I would come home with bag full of stuff. So it started then. And I was like, with two other of my coworkers, we were like, let's start a nail polish company. And we were like, okay. So we actually started it when like Royce is 24. So 24 years ago, I had a nail polish company called 3CG, which stood for three colored girls. Mm. And we were, our, our secret was never to tell anybody what it stood for. Okay. You know, that was okay. going to be our insight. Oh, nothing, you know, but just to make them say 3CG. And, um, the story is I got pregnant, got married, and I left those two at Essence, and I came out here to L.A., and then I had to put the dream on hold. So Did they, did they continue with 2CG? No. <laughs> it kind of folded. It was like, well, April's going to do this thing, okay. and you know, it broke up the group, per se. Mm -hmm. And in 2010, I woke up out of a dream in a cold sweat, and I was like, Royale, I have to do this. So 2010, I picked it back up. I named it Splat. I called them for their approval. I said, listen, I have to do this thing. They were moved on, you know, boyfriends, children. They were like, you can have it, you know, do your thing. We're here to support you. I said, well, I won't keep that name. I named it Splat. And so I started for maybe two to three years, put that down again, then came back in 2016 and there was Syrup. Um, I rebranded you know, changed the name, changed the packaging, changed everything. I still had my manufacturer from 2010. So my account was still open. The same person still worked there. She wanted wow. to know where I was and we missed you. So that felt good because I had a good rapport with them. Mm -hmm. So it was nice to call them in 2016 and Just know that. Up. Yeah. And pick up. And she was like, we have everything. We know what you're doing. We know the colors, we know your bottles, but I changed the name, which was fine. And so here we are, it's still syrup nails. Um, but I have branched on to more beauty products mm -hmm. because I just feel like the type of person I am, I, I really love natural things. I'm the type that 
makes my own peanut butter, makes my own oat milk, because I just feel like the more natural products or clean products you can put into anything, the better you will be. Now, do you have to use some preservatives or whatever? Yes, but I think less is more. You know mm. what I mean? So with that said, I had an epiphany last year, like I was going to branch out not only to nail polish, which is very cruelty-free and vegan, that I wanted to do body products as well because I feel like whatever you put on your body is a testament of who you are. Like I don't want a whole lot of chemicals on my body. So that's what I offer, homemade Shea butters, oils, lip balm, sugar scrubs with the best ingredients that I can find. And I want people to know that you're only as good as your body. Like your skin is your biggest organism on your body. Wow. So it matters. Everybody thinks topical or what you, you know, swallow is, you know, like eating. Right. But you got to remember your skin. It's, you got to feed it food. Nourishment. You know? Nourishments. So that's how it started. And it's gorgeous. It is Thank a beautiful you. line. It's so colorful. It's very fragrant. Thank you. And the products are just top notch. Um, I can attest to a few of them myself. Thank you. One of my favorites is the sugar scrub. Like you put that sugar scrub on, you need nothing else on your body after yes. that. It is so good. So Thank um, you. I'm just so in awe of not only you. I know that you picked it back up around the pandemic. Yes. But honey, you picked it up so big. Now tell us how you moved from your house, like your kitchen table to your driveway, to, I mean your garage, mm. to you have a location. I do. You have a storefront. Let me tell you. What was you that journey that? like? I know, right? <laughs> Let me These tell are goals, y'all. I, I mean. I know. I couldn't imagine in 2010 me having a storefront. Because it, the dream is too big. You know what I mean? To me, it, it just seemed like mm. it can't happen. So to, to Mika's point, 2020, I was like, a bunch of my girlfriends called and said, this is your time. Like, we love your nail polish. We have your polish since 2016. And it still polishes. Like, it's not separated. So they got the bug going. I was like, okay, I'm home. I don't have anything but time. Let me do this. So I got back. Like I said, I called my company. They were like, we're ready for you. So I did that. But it's the pandemic, so I had to carve out a little space in the garage for my products, my tables, my packaging, and everything. And it, it was fine until it wasn't fine. Mm -hmm. 2021, I'm starting to grow, more orders coming in, and now I'm cramped. And I'm just looking at Royale like, I have to get out this garage. I don't know what it looks like, but I need a space. I just wanted a little office, something. And I'll just tell you, God is good. We were riding around. Um, on normal tasks, not looking for an office, but I would write down numbers. I would be like, oh, that's an empty space. Let me write down. And everything was really, really super high. And I got really discouraged. I was like, I think I'm going to be stuck in this garage for another year or two because the rents are too high. And then out of a blue, out of the blue, excuse me, my girlfriend called and she was like talking about something. And she just happened to mention a store in a city. She was like, I really want this store, but I didn't have the credit for it. And I was like, where is it? And she told me, and I was like, what's the rent? And she told me, I was like, what? <laughs> I said, please give me the info. She was like, sure, go for it. So I did. I called. It took a couple of weeks to get through to them. And I finally did. And he, you know, I met him at the location to see the place. And baby, that was it. But here's the thing. It was a diamond in the rough. Yes, it was. Because it was horrific. <laughs> it, it was a company that had been there for 15 years, I think. So the carpet was old. It was just, you couldn't see the beauty in it. But I still took a chance. I said, I'll take it. Royale came to see it. He didn't see the beauty. He was like, if that's what you want, you know, a man, you know, he just, he doesn't see the vision. And I got it and the price point works and I renovated it. All by myself. I picked out the floors, the paint, the baseboard, the sink, everything. I did by myself every piece that's in there. And it feels good to know that I started this project from beginning to end. It is gorgeous. It is a storefront. So the front part we use as our podcast studio. And the back is where I formulate and do all the um, mixing and the magic, as they say. So... I just persevered. Like, I didn't give up. But it was a lot of phone calls to finally get to the office. But not that only worked. that, 
what did it feel like to just say not only, because I know a lot of people are sitting here listening to your story, kind of getting inspired a little bit, but how did you take that leap from no rent to, you know, sales, but okay, so no rent, but I really need this space. Like yeah. what, what was your... What was your what was your yes to the location? Okay, you know what yeah. made you just take because you took a risk basically. Yes. You know mm-hmm. how did that feel to to not only get the building and get the space and and then now the vision of it coming to pass and because I'm sure you went to night went to sleep dreaming about your space. That's it. But when you got in and you got the keys and it looked like uh, you know. I, Tell us about the fear and the faith that you must have had in that moment. Okay. So what I would say to people is don't give up your nine to five, Mm. you know, and because I had a very solid foundation working Mm -hmm. that I knew even if I didn't sell one bottle of nail polish, I could still afford the rent. Thank you. Okay. That was important. I did not quit my day job, which Mm -hmm. I'm a costumer. Mm -hmm. Um, and my, it just works out for me that my job is very cyclical. Mm-hmm. Shows run, we shoot for six to eight months at a time. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's enough time to save a lot of money and then have time off to also, you know, have, um, do, dream. do my dream. Mm-hmm. So I never gave up my job. And I, like I said, I knew and I calculated and I'm very methodical about <laughs> it. I was like, listen, I know that I have 12 months of rent regardless if I sell nothing I can pay this rent even if we're just doing our podcast even if I'm just formulating and having parties out of there I can use this to the space as an event place Mm -hmm. so I also am going to use it as a backup so Mm -hmm. I knew those things and so the fear went away really quick because I was like I'm not gonna let the fact that it's a space outshine what I know monetarily I can afford whether Mm -hmm. I sell or not so I didn't have that fear, thank God, you know. So it was easier for me to get the space and do whatever came naturally versus getting the space and like, oh my God, I got to sell. Oh my God. It just allows me to take my time, build my content, yes. get my following, get yes. the word out because I'm not, there are some months that pay the rent and there's some months that don't. And that's okay. And you're in it for the long run. Correct. That's that's important. Yes. Um, I think that people need to understand that not only are you in it for the long run, mm-hmm. but that you went in knowing that these are all of my. You you didn't you had a deal breaker. Your deal breaker was I'm not giving up my day job. Okay. I'm going to pay this rent. Yes. I'm not going to be defeated by lack of sales. Because I think a lot of us will go into a business and the minute that we don't make or we don't pay the rent and it's like, oh, I'm going to stop. Right. You know, I'm not going to renew this lease. Renew it for what? For what? You're literally here saying that I'm betting on me every single day. And I think that's so important. I think people need to really understand that part. Yes. Because is. this has been a long vision of yours. This right. Was not for me overnight. to give up right now? It's like, not been oh, overnight. Mm-mm. So tell, I want you to pour into someone who has a vision and, and keeps hearing from God and keep, you know, and won't take the risk. Yeah, I'm a risk taker. But I would say to you, believe in yourself. Yes. Take your time. Take baby steps. Do your research. I was up every Endless night. Endless nights. Endless nights, two, three in the morning, because again, I have a manufacturer for my nail polish, everything else I do by hand. Mm -hmm. So I had to stay on YouTube university, Mm -hmm. other cosmetic companies that gave out some secrets here and there and formulate my own formulas myself. I'm not that great in math, but grams to ounces Mm -hmm. to liters. Like a lot of people say four liters. I don't know what that means. (laughs) I don't know what that means. is that you know what I mean so a lot of math but I would say believe in yourself take the chance do the research and don't let anybody you know and I also kept a lot of stuff to myself Mm -hmm. because I don't need outside voices whether good or bad or indifferent distracting me because I'm going to do what I want to do but sometimes someone will say something not even meaning it in a way that will discourage you mm-hmm. and you can't be discouraged. I, I'm telling mm-hmm. you, just please 
keep the faith, whatever it is, do your research and just do little by little. Don't quit your day job on your dream. Not yet. I'm not, I didn't quit my day job. I'm not going to quit it until I make, I know what the number looks like for consistency for me to be able to do that. To walk but away. guess what? Again, my job is so cyclical. I don't have to call out and ask mm -hmm. for time off and all of that. Mm -hmm. I know it's a six month gig. I can work for six months and mm -hmm. make that money to pour back into my company. Mm. So be smart. Also be, be very smart with your money. You know what I mean? And, um, I would say really work on your credit, but I know you might want to ask some other questions. So I don't want to get into that, but so what, if, what advice would you give someone who wants to pursue this industry? The beauty industry. The beauty industry mm -hmm. um, don't let people say it's like selling t-shirts. Okay. We watched a couple of influencers. It's a t-shirt, but people buy into you. So whatever your thing is, make sure that your people that follow you or the people that you're targeting are into you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Tell them what's your story. Why should they buy from you? What are you going to do differently? What can they expect from you? How's your customer service? How do you talk to people? How do you treat people? So whatever your content is, make sure that you can articulate that through your content. Even if um, it's a short piece of you and your significant other, even if it's a short uh, piece of content of you taking your, your daughter and rubbing her down with the shea, uh, shea mm. butter or, or whatever it is. If you're doing lashes, make sure that your content shows, look at my lashes. You know, every time I go live, people are like, your skin looks great. It should. I'm using my oil. This is what, <laughs> you know, so just make sure your story is followable, if that's a word. Like, we can follow the story. Mm. And I think that I have the following because they saw us on... Um, after I do for years, mm -hmm. we have so many people following us. So they love the story. People just want to know what the story is. So because they know us, they know the kids, they've been watching the kids since they were like 12 growing up to where they are. So they know this is not a fly by night. Mm -hmm. I don't just do things and quit. They know that I'm in it for the long haul. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not a, a money grab. Mm -hmm. It's a legacy grab. I'm not grabbing for the moment. I'm grabbing to build this company for my babies, my grandchildren, their grandchildren. And if they decide to sell when they get to the number that makes sense, because I don't mind that. Make sure it makes sense for everyone. But this is my legacy to them. I am just like, I've heard you say that so many times that I believe it for you. <laughs> no, like literally, like I see this being... Honeybody collection being worldwide, global, everywhere yes. because you say it so often and there is power in what you say. Yes. So April, don't stop saying that. Okay. Like, stay right there. Keep believing that. Like I believe it because you Aww, keep saying it. Thank you. And I know that the power, life and death is in the power of the tongue and you, yeah. Yeah. So you believe it. You're believe walking it, it out. I know it. Yes. And you're take. You're not doing this fly by night little hustle. Nope. Like you're not trying to hustle anybody. You are putting your money where your mouth is. You're totally investing in yourself. Yes. Girl, what have been some of the challenges that you've oh. had to overcome as a black woman oh. and a minority in this industry? Because Baby. Yeah. <laughs> the challenges, the number one is financing. Mm. Funding. Whew. First of all, minority black woman. Mm -hmm. trying to get business credit. Mm. So it took me almost, I took 2020 to build my credit. Mm -hmm. So you only get business credit as good as your personal credit. Mm -hmm. So I had to write letters, you know, because I wasn't buying anything. I'm in the house. Mm -hmm. I have my car. So I really wasn't into my credit. Mm -hmm. It's not bad. Could it have been better? Yes. And when I pulled the credit report, I realized, oh my God, this is old. Oh my God, they, that shouldn't be there. Oh my God, that's incorrect. So I would say my biggest challenge was funding and you have to have patience because once you draw your um, credit report, if it's inconsistencies, you have to take time to, e I mean, excuse me, ma physically mail your inquiries to these credit card companies and wait weeks at a time before for them to return before they respond. And I had the patience of Job. I don't have patience. <laughs> I don't. And that was the thing that almost broke me, not finding the store, not any of that. 
it was the patience to get my credit right. Mm-hmm. Because as much as I wanted it in an instant, trans, I mean, excuse me, Equifax and the rest of them are only going to mail you back when they get good and ready. It would be like running to the mailbox. Oh my God, it's not here. Run into the mailbox. Oh my God. You know, but I slowly got the things off. Sprint tried to kill me and I had to really write that in. It was a lot of work, but once I got that done, my personal credit went through the roof, but I could not get business funding. And I have to say two years later, unfortunately, I still don't have business funding. I don't. Everything that I have purchased, because my credit is so good, I have high yielding credit cards Mm. in my personal name. My dream is to finally get my first... I have not one business credit card yet. Get out. Really? Because I still had to show I could spend 15000 and put it back mm-hmm. into my personal. So I'm at the cusp. I just got an invitation to a business credit card for the first time in two years. And I think I'm going to apply just to see if what I would do. get it. Mm. Because you don't want to exhaust your personal credit. Mm-hmm. And that's what I had to do. You have to do what you have to do. Right. Because then I had to take all the stigma away. I was like, okay. I don't want much, to. I don't but, want to, but mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. Because no, some credit is better than no credit. It's mm-hmm. not like I'm not getting the personal credit and not getting the business. Okay, so I'm not getting the business. I got a lot of high, again, limit, personal I'm going to use that and trick myself or just act like it's for the business because it is because I'm buying stuff for the business and I'm taking money to pay it back. It doesn't matter how you get it. So I would say don't get in your own way Mm. if that's how you have to get the money in the beginning. Mm. You know, don't do it. Just make sure you pay it back so you don't mess up your personal credit. And then as you go on and I'm learning from a lot of people online and just a lot of personal people, um, Patience is a virtue, and really, I'm starting to now apply for grants. Okay. But it's a lot of work, but the biggest obstacle is funding. Mm, it's as funding. a black woman minority. Yep. So we have any viewers out there that can offer yep. some funding advice to funding. us? DM, DM April Watkins. I am April Watkins. Yes, on IG I am. Exactly. Because, look. And give me some tips, you know? Yeah. And I take... I. Hear me out. I learned a lot in 2021 from a lot of 30-something-year-olds that I would have never given the time of day, but I had time, as they say. Mm. And I sat there, and this one lady, I mean, young lady in particular, got me on my toes. She don't even know. One day, I hope to meet her. Um, She told me how to form my LLC, which I did. She told me about my EIN number. She Mm. told me about Net30. I did not know what Net30 is. You have to be in it to win it. You got to learn. Net 30 is when you could go to Uline, Staples, or any Home Depot or whatever and open up a credit card, a business line of credit, meaning you can take these purchases for 30 days and they will invoice you Mm -hmm. in 30 days. I didn't know anything about it. So let's say you know you have a check coming in 15 days, but you need boxes or supplies for your business. They will give it to you, mail it to you, whatever you you want. And they will invoice you because you have a business account. So because I had my EIN number, I was an LLC and I registered with uh, NAV, N-A-V. That is a personal um, credit uh, reporter that uh, reports your credit side, your business side. So what I had to do was order some things from a couple of my net 30s to get a good rating Mm. that allowed me to get that. And I mean, that has been a blessing. So just know you can get a net 30 or 60 from a lot of different little companies. Uline, Home Depot, Staples, Office Depot, a lot of industrial type of companies Mm -hmm. that you need. You need Mm -hmm. cleaning supplies, you Mm -hmm. need packaging. So when you do your research, you'll see and see which one fits your business. So Uline was my first one. They have boxing and tape. Like, I'm always going to need that stuff. So mm-hmm. it was very simple. It was stuff that I actually had the money for. But I was able to save my money for 30 days, and get the, the supplies, and then pay the invoice. So that was very, very educational for me. So just learning and listening. You can't, don't spend a whole lot of money on people's um plans or whatever they're mm-hmm. teaching mm-hmm. try and find what's free until you do have enough money right. because i i don't mind investing into someone like t- who taught me for free 
but make sure you have enough money. Don't go and blow your whole wad on someone's program for a thousand dollars when you can use that thousand dollars for supplies. Hello. So, Hello. You know, just be smart about it. How do you balance your running your business, mm-hmm. being a content creator, Oof. and your career in, and your career as a costumer? How do you balance it all? You're wearing multiple hats, and your wife, and a mother, and a honey. Yeah. How do you balance it all, April? Um, I think time was on my side this time around. This is the third time mm. cracking at this, and I think it's in God's time because I tried it in 2010, 2016, and then I came back strong in 2020, 2021. And because I had time, I feel like I was able to cultivate and just be a little bit more patient. I forgot what the question was. Mm-mm. What was the question? How do you balance it all? Oh, how do I balance it all? Oh, that's what the time was saying. Because I was home, mm-hmm. it was easier. It wasn't like I was to rushing to work. To work. Mm-hmm. Correct. So that's why I was saying it's in God's time. Whew, almost mm-hmm. lost it. Came back. Um, it was in God's time. I was home. So right now, I really couldn't tell you, answer that question because I, I haven't had a full year of work. We, I just got back to work in 2022. Now we're in a writer's strike. So I have nothing but time. So while Royale is working at his office, I run to my office. When I come home, I cook. The balancing act is a little different for me because my kids are older. Mm-hmm. 2010, one of the reasons I stopped was the lack of money. And they were still in middle school and high school. So, you so I didn't have the time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's why I said, it's not over for me. I'm taking a break. Okay. Then 2016, again, now they're a little older. Money's a little bit more plentiful. I started again, but here's the deal. Instagram wasn't popping the way it's popping now. Facebook wasn't popping the way it's popping now with ads and being an influencer. I didn't have those tools. Mm-hmm. That's another form of marketing that I never had, and I'm a one-person show. So it's hard being the one that has all the ideas, all the cre- creativity to get all the tasks done like I needed help so 2016 I put it down again now the kids are older you know I have time I work when I want to work and it's just working out for me so I'd say if you start something and you really can't see it all the way through don't get discouraged mm. maybe you just lay it down just give it a nap for a little bit give it a nap just know you'll come <laughs> back to it believe me you'll come back to it because that passion in you is never going to let it die. Mm. It's just maybe not the time. And I'm so glad that I never gave up. In my brain, I knew I would always give back to it. Like, it's just not the time. And now that I'm here, I know this is the time and there's nothing in my way at this moment. I love oh. that. I love that. Yeah. That everybody, yeah. timing is everything. Everything. That doesn't mean that God is saying no to your dream. He may be saying not now. Okay. But while you're waiting, mm-hmm. you could be researching, you could be planning, you could be plotting and know that the time exactly. is actually going to come. It's absolutely going to come. Just never give up. Let's never. get back to your day job. So oh, you are a costumer in I the industry. You've worked on several TV shows, a yes. few movies, right? Um, you guys are on writer's strike. How has that affected you personally? Oh, right now, I wouldn't be here with you. I would be at work Mm -hmm. because my show would have came back early June. Um, It's affected me by, I like that money. I like that (laughs) money because here's the thing. The money helps me buy the products until I'm able to get the the business Business funding funding that I, Mm -hmm. I need. Right? So right now I'm not making that extra money and it's, it's not affecting me because I'm a saver. So Mm -hmm. in my account, I'm very smart. I've already mapped out. I knew this was coming. I have six months of my my um, my rental fee for my store in the bank. It just gets debited. So I don't have to think about that. I have six months of my car payment in the bank. I don't have to think about that because they warned us it was coming. Mm. So I'm a planner. Like I said, I've already planned yes, for it. <laughs> but listen, it doesn't negate the fact that I wish I was working because I already mapped out in my head. We're going to work for eight to 10 months. This, this is um, regular TV. So we shoot for eight to 10 months. So I already knew I had eight to 10 months of filming and then I would be able to get back to um, 
full time to the store. But now I have nothing but time. So I'm in the store formulating and making my products and just selling them. Um, I miss it. I feel bad for my sisters and brothers. We call them that because we're union. And I need to do a little bit more. And that's something we can talk about. Um, we need to have some clothes drives. We need to have some food drives because this is L.A. People do live month to month, month to month. Even though they are making high six figures, mm -hmm. it means nothing in L.A. When you have a car payment, mm -hmm. tuition, you know, all the other incidentals, people are starting to hurt. It's only been two months and it doesn't look like we're going to going back to work anytime soon. Um, yeah, it's a it's a thing. I'm, I'm missing it because I would be there. So mm -hmm. now I get to focus on my um, my store and my business, but. I'm missing the money. I am missing the money a lot. So what have you learned about yourself in this phase of your journey in life? Ooh, at this age is what you're trying to say? Or Yeah, you know, that's a nice way of saying it. <laughs> so what was the question again? What have you learned about yourself? Um, What have I learned about myself? I've already said it that I'm never going to stop. I'm mm. never going to get up, give up. I am motivated. Um, and I'm stronger than I thought I was. Mm. That's what I've learned. I am really strong. And sometimes as a woman, um, you can have self doubt and think you're not strong enough and God will show you, you are strong mm. enough. And, um, I may not want to be strong all the time, but I am. Um, I can multitask. I realized how good I am at it. <laughs> And again, not something I want to do, but it has helped in my business because I think raising children, you learn how to multitask. Yes. And when you go into a business, it just kind of comes natural, you know? And sometimes, you know, in my personal life, you got to rob Peter to pay Paul. So I'm also able to take that over to the business. What should I buy first mm -hmm. and leave to last mm -hmm. versus, you know, trying to get it all at once. Maybe I can't get it all at once. Mm -hmm. Um, I've also learned that as I'm getting older, of course, and I know this is a cliche, I'm so much more wiser, you know, because some people it's get not older, a cliche. It is not they don't a cliche. get wise, they get dumber. It's like, what? <laughs> You're still doing that? I can take the lessons that I've learned and apply them and do better, mm. you know, because some of my failures in my younger ages won't happen ever happen again and I've learned right. and I've able to course correct and fix it or tweak it to make it look a little bit different so yeah I learned a lot what do you do on a regular basis to show yourself self-love and self-care okay I'm gonna be honest this mm -hmm. is where I fall short okay as a woman as a wife as a you know, just as a human, mm -hmm. I don't take enough time for me. Mm. Royale has to beg me to go. Yeah. He has to beg me to go get a massage. He literally put me in a car, took me to get the massage. For some reason, I haven't been able to figure that part out. I'll do anything for everybody else. I'll take the kids to the chiropractor, to the dentist, to the whatever <laughs> Royale, whatever. But I don't schedule me time. Mm -hmm. I just don't. I don't get my nails done because I'm into polish. I'm always polishing my nails myself. So I don't need a pedicure or manicure. But what I do need is to go to chiropractor <laughs> and get adjusted. And I need to get massages. Um, those are my two luxuries, but I don't do it. I don't follow through every week. I say the same thing. I'm going for a massage this week mm -hmm. and I never get there. So I would advise you Please take time. And I'm talking to myself. Yes. I need to schedule it and do it. And I really feel like I'm going to miss something if I'm away for an hour or two. <laughs> for That's an hour? ridiculous. For an hour. I know. It's like taking a nap. Sometimes it's hard for me to lay down because I can't turn my brain off. Mm. I'm like, no, I shouldn't be taking a nap. I should be on this website looking for this. And where do I get these jars? And how, who, how mm. much is that one? Like my brain is moving so fast. So... I do need to relax. So I am going to really practice what I preach and um, give myself grace and say, April, it is 
you can take an hour or two to go get a massage. And really, I only get there if you're going with me or Royale will go with me. If someone goes with me, then I'm like inclined. Okay, I'm going to get in the car. I'm actually going to get again, there. Because again, that's still about somebody else. Yes. That's not failing me or Royale. That's okay. And sometimes I think because my journey of entrepreneurship is so lonely, meaning it's just mm. me for the, for the massages and the little extracurricular things, I just want to be with somebody because I'm an only child. I'm doing this entrepreneurship by, by myself, yourself. which feels like an only child. Okay. So sometimes recreational, I just need somebody else with me. Come, You know, there's something there about being that only child, just always being alone. And again, this is your dream. You're going to be alone a lot and right. you're going to have to be comfortable. And in you're that okay skin. with that part. It's just, yeah. okay. Yeah. I just need some companionship friend. You know what I mean? It helps. Okay. Maybe <laughs> April can work on just meditating. Yes. Sitting quiet. Just Maybe sitting that, quiet. That's, that's the form of self-care. But, you know, that's true. we all could do better in that department. Right. Um, what would you tell six-year-old April? Oh, my God. Six-year-old April. What was I doing as six, six-year-old? Like, first grade. So, What was your insecurities? Like, what would you tell her about how life would, um, would unfold? Hmm. Well, okay, I can tell you very early when I understood family and household dynamics, I said to myself, I want to be married, I want a husband, and I want kids, and I want everybody to live in the house together. Yes. Ah! Yes, because my dad didn't marry my mom, and I had to go over there to visit, and the back and forth, and can she come, and all of that. So I knew very early growing up in Brooklyn with a single mom and a brownstone, looking at my girlfriend, Terrilyn, hey, Terrilyn, <laughs> across the street where her mother, father, all her brothers and sisters, they had upstairs, downstairs. I was envious. And I was like, I don't care what it takes. I want, not even knowing that I would have kids or not, but I wanted that family dynamic. Mm. I wasn't trying to pick out a man. I wasn't trying to pick out kids. What I saw, the level of security and comfort in Terrellin, I didn't have. I was a latchkey. I was able to go over there and play. And I would just be in her house like, this is like, like her home. mother was cooking. The father would come in. And they're, they're black, like me. And I just thought that was so foreign. But I could see it because they lived right across the street. And I'm like, Terrellin and I are still friends. And... I was just like, you had the best household. So that six-year-old girl that lived in Brooklyn emulated what I saw with my girlfriend and dreamt about it until I became a grown woman. Seriously. And look at you now. And look at me now. Can't get rid of these kids. I know. Uh -huh. <laughs> just just had to, to manifest it. <laughs> Who you are a master manifester, Honey, girl. Okay? I really am. You did that. I um, what's you you spoke about your legacy a little bit, but what is April's legacy? My legacy is to my grandchildren and all the people that I will never meet. My legacy, yes. my legacy will be Honey Body Collection. My legacy will be family first. My legacy will be there's nothing more important than love and your family. And that's really it and never give up. Persevere, persevere, persevere manifest and whatever you want to happen can happen because I am only here in Southern California because I manifested it. I manifested my husband. I manifested yes, every did. job I got <laughs> from Essence to Wilhelmina to Honey Body Collection. I saw it. I know I had to believe it because it all came true. Mm -hmm. It all, one day I will write a book about it. Everything I said to this point, I manifested and you keep saying, the story. and you keep speaking it. Absolutely. <sighs> yeah. I'm a testament. This has been one of my favorite shows. Ah, That's yay. All of my shows, actually. Let me Amazing. They're yes. all like, um, but this conversation is very, very special because it's my co-host. It's April. Um, I just want to say this to you, April. Mm -hmm. April is... A woman who, from sunup to sundown, is thinking, but not just thinking. She's moving. She's creating. She's creating. She's creating. She's creating. Whether it's 
food for her family, whether it's laundry for her family, whether it's content for her social media pages, yeah. whether it's Honey Body Collection, whether it's a gift to someone, one of us, anybody. She is forever moving, she's forever thinking, and she's forever growing. Um, and look, we all go throughout ups and downs in this life, but this young lady, y'all, watch out for her light because it is shining so bright. Aww. I literally see, I mean, you guys, we see influencers all the time. I see who she's about to become, and I'm so glad to be here to witness it. Front Thank row, you. okay? Yes. You're, all of it's going to come true because you say it. You say it. Like, Honeybody Collection is going to be global. It's going to be big, y'all. So really if I is. were you, I would <laughs> go to, how do we, how can we buy some Honeybody Collection? You can go to honeybodycollection.com yes. or Sarp Nails, which is spelled srpnails.com. They go to the same website. Um, everything's listed. Everything that's available and not sold out is on there. Um, and just know there's more to come. There's more to come. Again. She's just getting started, y'all. Yeah, She's just I really started. am. Like, I'm still, I feel like I'm still in the research phase and getting everything lined up. And when I really hit the ground, baby. Baby. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> learning a lot right now. But um, everything that's on there, I have to say, I was live on my other web, um, platform today. I am tickled pink when I put on my own products. Like, mm. I cannot believe that it was an idea early 21, and here I am in 23. The products, if you go into my store now, the shelves are packed. Like, I couldn't have, I don't know. It's just amazing. And I had to learn everything from scratch, from every jar I have, every ingredient, from the shea butter to the fragrance to the best of the best trying out different um, formulas that didn't work, trashing them, trying it again to where I am now, where I am stocked. It's and fully it's, loaded. Oh, my God. And I am proud to say that I am a consumer of Honeybody Collection. Um, I love your product. It Thank is, you. It is a beautiful, like, it feels so good that you look so good. Like, you look good. I have to use the honey body. Thank you. Um, the lip or you it feels everything feels good. It just feels it feels you know, and it that's feels my like goal. it feels soft and luxurious. Yeah, it, it really it is. It does. So, you guys, how can my listeners and viewers find you, April? Okay. I, I hope my producer will tag everything that I say. Um, Instagram or her her producer, excuse me. <laughs> her producer. Oh my god. Um, Instagram, I am April Watkins. Thread, Threads, I guess it's called. I am April Watkins. Um, Facebook, it's April Howard Watkins. And then, of course, always on honeybodycollection.com or srp.com. This is our episode of Sober Stations with Mika Morris Yay. featuring April Watkins. And it was an honor to interview you and thank you for your thank yes. You. Thank you for coming. Oh, you're welcome. In your house. I know. <laughs> It's your studio. Thank you. <laughs> but this was great. Good. <laughs>